we all know it's coming and it's not gonna be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you gonna do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years. And off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same, as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada. But it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. and justice for all. Time to resist. They can't arrest us all, 
And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the Solomon's they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. 
And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright.
People like me, people like you Wish I could just wake up and it not be true But it is, oh it is Living in the new world With an old soul These rich men know the rich men Lord knows they all just want to have total control Want to know what you think Want to know what you do and then I don't think you know, but I know that you do. Cause your dollar ain't shit, and it's taxed to no end. Cause the rich men know the rich men. Selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. And welcome back, friends, to another episode of Freedom Gardens. Unfortunately, Heather couldn't join us today because she went back to work, two jobs, she talked about a bit last week, and she worked 35 hours in the last three days. It's a lot. So um, so you just got me today, which is fine. You know, it's all good. She'll be back next week, hopefully, as long as she doesn't have to work one of her two jobs on Saturday, which really sucks. So anyway, um, uh, and I don't know about y'all, my ladies in here, you know, I know some of y'all are as empathic as I am. Latanya, Carrie, classical chick. You know, the week started out like I was roaring. I was, I got so much done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like I have, a, I make myself a list every day of stuff that I want to get done. And, uh, you know, I pray that by the end of the week, the list is completed, but usually the last day, because anything I don't finish one day carries on to the next day. And so usually the last day, um, you know, that, that doesn't, that gets pushed to the next week, but I get everything done on my list Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was kicking ass. And then Thursday, man, I don't know. I feel like I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop since Thursday. I mean, literally all Thursday night, I was like, I was crying for no reason. I don't do that. It was like when Justin died and I started crying before I found out he died. Like it's right there all the time right now. And I don't know why. Something happened. We don't know what it is yet, but I'm telling y'all something happened or something's about to. And it's freaking me the fuck out. Um, This county bullshit that we have going on with the chickens, I'm honestly not too worried about because uh, the more people I talked to, apparently the last time they came around, they, uh, it, we, I think do live in a residential area where if we have more than one acre, we can have chickens. We actually have 2.85 acres, but it's split into two lots and the house is on 0.85 acres. And when the code enforcement officer who didn't really do a damn thing, obviously, um, looked, didn't look to see that we have the adjacent lot as well, where the chickens actually are. They are on two acres of their own. So um, I think once uh, we make that known to them, that'll get cleared up and go away and it'll be fine. I'm really not that worried about it. Child, would you like to sit in and join the show with us? 
Come sit down. Say hello. I'll turn your mic on. Here you go. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sit. Good. No, you're going to, if you're going to interrupt I, my show, I'm, you're going to sit your ass down and talk. Saying, I'm just saying that it's, you can, you are allowed to have chickens on a property if there is more, or if they're being stationed in less than one anchor. So no, yeah, no, more than one acre. Less than an acre. Residential, because uh, we looked it up. We looked up code the code enforcement laws. Mm -hmm. So uh, rural residential. Yeah. Um, you have to have more than one acre. And you can have uh, 20 chickens up to two acres. And then five chickens per half acre after that. Okay. So. What I read, it was you have to be having them less than one acre. And you could have chickens there, but only like four. Or four or five. It depends on the zone. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, well, thank you for your input. You're welcome. Anyway, we're all trying. And uh, honestly, the whole neighborhood's rallying around, except for, you know, the one or two bad apples who kind of were obviously the ones who put in the complaint in the first place. Um, everybody else has been incredibly supportive. You know, people come by here all the time just to see the chickens. They bring their kids by. Um, we don't charge like the petting zoo does. So, <laughs> which is just down the damn street. <laughs> um but uh, there are some options. We, of course, you know, the farm that Heather and I started or the, the 501c3 that Heather and I have started or Heather started and I'm kind of roll along for the ride. I figure maybe this will spur me to, you know, take the lead on the farm since she is now working two jobs and um, for now, essentially put the farm on those two acres, like make that Mama H's farm for better tomorrow until we can get the donors in the land and get them permitted. And, uh, you know, we'll register them as mixed emotional support animals because they are. And, uh, as a veteran with PTSD, that really should not be an issue. And yeah, we'll go from there. So it's not the County stuff. It's not the chickens that's weighing on me right now. There's something else. Yes, classical check. It feels like an eternal bracing of your soul for an epic punch. Just bring it and get it over with. Like something's, and I mean, we've known something's coming for a long time, but like this is, this feels immediate. This feels urgent. Like this feels like it already happened and I'm, I'm we're, we're waiting to hear about it or like it's about to, and I don't know what it is, but it ain't fun. Anyway, so uh, I do have a whole bunch of videos to show you. Again, I'm not going to do a very long show today because um, uh, I am I feel so, so far behind, like not busting my ass for Thursday and Friday. Like I'm, I'm so far behind and my list gets longer by the day anyway. And I need to make bread and pesto and uh, washing detergent, um, laundry detergent, and, uh, and dishwasher soap and, you know, all, all the things, all the things that I normally do on Fridays. And I just, again, wasn't feeling it yesterday. I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, I'm hoping I'm, I'm trying to run this since, uh, I'm trying to run this through Chrome and I'm hoping it doesn't echo. So please let me know if it does right off the bat, because, uh, then I'll have to do, do it differently. But for now, we're going to try this. So starting with some, I don't know, chicken therapy, maybe there's videos interspersed through here and I'm trying something a little different. I just numbered them in order of how I recorded them and we'll see how it goes. So here we go.
Nothing like walking out the front door and seeing all this. What you guys doing? My little flock of T-Rex raptors. Look at them run. The BBC running. Let's do something fun. Chicken therapy and no echo. That was excellent. Good. I'm so glad. They are so much fun. Look at our Sergeant Buttercup. He's so freaking cute. So let's see what else we got. Where's my bird's eye? Ah, this was the fun thing we did. Where's my bird's eye? Where's my bird's eye? Where's my bird's eye? There they are. There's my birds. Where's my bird's eye? All right, guys, there's plenty to go around. Where's my bird's eye? Here, baby. Where's my birds at? Choke. I have to say, just hanging out with the birds, feeding them little breadcrumbs is the most relaxing thing. And Sergeant Buttercup is so handsome. Come here, Opal. There you go. You had too big a piece in your mouth there, silly girl.
little silky mama. Come on, little silky mama. Come on, my frizzle rooster. Come on, the food's over here. Come on, there you go. Come on, little girl. Come on, little silky mama. Come over here, little girl. There you are, you're so cute. Onions. Don't feed onions to your birds or any of your animals. Onions only go in the compost. I've actually pretty much stopped cooking with onions because I give so many so much of the leftovers to the animals that it's not worth it. That's my opal, the white one right there. So she's one of the original six not one of the new ones and she loves her some sergeant buttercup she's the fit right in with that flock so and i understand now why tim pool's uh chicken city is one of the most popular channels on youtube because i tell you what it's just so much fun to watch them a little silky mama in the back there. Getting up close and personal. All right. Oh. Okay, I hope that relaxed everyone a little bit. We'll do some more relaxing stuff here shortly. Let's get to work. Here's what I did during the week besides playing with the chickens. Box, yet another compost box because I have so many weeds and nowhere to put them. So I built it back here. And uh, again, just some connectors, put this one on a hinge so I can open it more easily. And I think I'm actually gonna put this squash, I'm gonna kinda try and drape it over it cause it's, uh, it's having a rough time here. So we'll work on that. But it is time to weed this. Yeah. Yeah, that, that garden this first Monday was so outrageous. So I built the compost box first. Um, Monday and I've been working in the back so let's see what I got done first I pulled some sunflower heads I didn't mean to get them wet but that's okay the seeds don't care I will sift through them and dry them and have sunflower seeds for chickens I built this uh, trellis for this watermelon over here well I weeded the shit out of this thing obviously I still have to get back there, but I think I'm going to use a weed whacker back there. Anyway, uh, watermelons coming up out of here are now trellising over that piece of fence. 
This has all been weeded out. I buried these sweet potatoes all through here. So a lot of sweet potatoes galore. Pulled the sunflowers, put another little piece of uh, little fencing here to make another trellis for this watermelon. And did the same thing with the rest of this fencing over here. So there's some watermelon going up there. Planted a citronella plant there. That needs to get weeded. I've got sweet potatoes in spirals around the lime tree. And then I built a compost box because I needed some place to put all of these weeds. So there we go. This was uh, a very hot but productive day. And that took me all day on Monday. You guys just saw what it was to start with. And there it's a lot better. But that was that was a lot of work on Monday. Got all done. Oh, back to some more. So it's Wednesday. I thought I'd do a little garden update. I have these two little rebels that love to go in my garden over here. Let's see if I can leave enough open to let them out. Anyway, so I tore down all the cucumbers, everything off the top of the enclosure, everything it was just bug infested. I was done with it and I planted new cucumbers. So they should be sprouting up here in a couple days. There's actually one there, one there, one there, another one there. So those are coming. Then I planted some, I think beans in here. I had planted some squash, but I think these little rebels got it. My eggplants are doing awesome. I actually just picked some and I need to pick another one for dinner tonight. Peppers are doing well. Although my purple um, bell pepper only ever gave me one pepper and then did not give me any more after that. So that's a little mad. That's uh, not that one that one back there. This one. Oh, look, there's another one right there. Finally, it's about time. Okay, anyway. Habaneros, I just picked a bunch of those. Uh, my ghost peppers here are still coming up. I harvested a ton of Tabascos yesterday, and there's still more that are going to be ready here and soon. Okay. I topped the okra. Basically, I cut it in half. And supposedly it's going to start growth again from the bottom. We'll see. I hope so, because I love my okra. I did plant more as well. Here's these two little rebels. Out. 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 You don't belong in here. Out. There you go. Out. Good. Okay. And then we've got more peppers. This guy just keeps getting bigger and bigger. They all keep getting bigger and taller. I finally moved those uh, jalapenos that were over there to over here, so hopefully they'll get bigger. There's more peppers grown in here. And then these peppers are still huge. I mean, the plants are huge. The peppers are getting there. I don't know how big a pepper is gonna get when it has one, two, three, four, five, six peppers growing on one plant, but holy hell, okay. Uh, more down there. This okra is blooming here. And then more okra 
down this line. So all that okra is blooming. Watermelon, squash, pumpkin. So the squash is in the cages and the watermelon and the pumpkin is on the ground. So basically pulled and replanted. Oh yeah, and I got an elderberry cutting from someone. Um, it didn't root very well. I planted it right here. I'm hoping it takes, I guess we shall see. I really want that elderberry. But anyway, in the meantime, the fall garden is going. Here we go. So hopefully we'll start getting food out of that soon. I'll tell you what, y'all, this, I mean, this heat is insane. Um, and if it weren't for electroculture, I don't think we'd be getting nearly the amount of food that we get out of the garden. Cause I still eat out of the gardens daily. Um, all the arrow gardens in the kitchen with the salad greens are huge as well. I have three arrow gardens going, uh, six pods, nine pods and six pods, all salad greens. And we eat salad every day. The kids like, Hey, can I get salad for lunch? So that's a huge help as well. Um, but I mean, going on some of these gardening groups and listening to what people are saying or talking about this season, uh, a lot of mix up with seeds that I'm hearing, like people will buy what they thought were bell pepper seeds and they get super hot jalapenos or they're, you know, they're planting what they think are cherry toma tomatoes and they're getting romas. Um or they're planting zucchini and they're getting butternut squash. I mean, the most like random mix-ups, which again, you know, I love my seed company, Survival Essentials, survival-essentials.com. Use promo code Defiant, save 10%. They send you the whole pack. They're excellent. I've not had any mix-ups from them, but I've been hearing a lot of that. And stuff just not growing. Like, I mean, my tomatoes are suffering. We'll get to that in a second. But I, I still have hope for them coming back. And I just planted some more seedlings in little eggshells. So they just sprouted and I'll be putting them probably in pots here soon because I pulled some of the old tomatoes from the spring, um, the determinate ones, which once they produce all their fruit, they're done. Indeterminate tomatoes will grow for as long as they can. They don't finish. If you have a climate, they'll grow forever. But um, they, this heat is really, really rough to the point where I'm thinking about putting a shade, like a sunshade over my tomato garden, which is the shadier garden because it's that bad. I mean, it's that hot. Um, and the flies have been really bad. The mosquitoes are really, really bad at night. The pond is so high, it's insane. So, uh, you know, we're fighting the bugs and we're praying for this fall weather to come and some of this heat wave to break. Cause it, I tell you what, this weather is the craziest that we've ever seen anybody in their entire lives. I know this. Is it climate change? Sure. God makes climate change, by the way. Anyway, so what's up, McNugget? Um, LG, you know what? I, I hate pulling weeds too, but at the same time, I kind of like it. Like, because when I pull the weeds, A, I usually, I throw them right in the compost or I throw them, well, I throw them to the chickens first and then whatever they don't eat, I rake into the compost box. Um, but, you know, it's, except for the fact that I keep getting bitten up by freaking bugs, chickers and fire ants and all kinds of stuff. Um, it, it's very cathartic very therapeutic. So it's not too bad. As long as you do it early morning or in the evening. <laughs> For me, early morning, because I'm here in the evening. So, but let's move on. Tomato garden. 
I actually picked a tomato today, but it had holes in it, so I gave it to the chickens. So mad. I did put dichotomous earth down over all the gardens, so hopefully that will start to prevent, get rid of some of these pesties. So, and I need to plant more basil in here. When I got the tomatoes going, now that it's not a million degrees, uh, finally starting to cool off a little bit, I might actually get some tomatoes, we'll see. And more down here. I mean, some of these guys are getting really tall. Like that guy is really tall. When he's gotta be six and a half feet, seven feet tall here, but he's just giving me legs and no fruit. Um, more here. I'm gonna cut some of these guys back. Some of them might be fruiting here soon. I hope. Anyway. The beans are doing well though. All the beans that I planted in the middle are doing great. This uh, cucumber or squash. I don't know what the fuck it is. Squash, I think. Um, it's all right. I don't know what the hell is going on with these. I'm basically gonna trim the hell out of it. But the beans in here are doing awesome. So that's really good. And then the stuff growing up the side. Um, squash and then loofah and gourds. Those are taken in well. This okra is finally maybe starting to bloom. It really doesn't get enough sun here. Note to self, do not plant okra here again. And I planted a salad bed in here today. So salads, mixed salads, masculine, uh, arugula, spinach, salad mix in there. And then I had some trailing strawberries that I cut and planted in here. So hopefully they root up nicely. And then I kind of did the same thing with the sweet potatoes from the chicken garden. Oh, and I cut down the asparagus, feeding that to the chickens, um, letting it dry right now as they're feasting on it. And once it's fully dry, I'll grind it up and put it in their food. I did the same thing with the sunflowers. So I cut the sweet potatoes and I just dug them in and I'm hoping that they're gonna root and watered them in, dug them in, watered them in. They should root up, they root up pretty quick. Sweet potatoes are good like that. Then these squash, I put cages around and uh, actually a piece of a dog crate in front of this bean to give it something to go up. And that of course is squash. I had one zucchini pup in, in here and it ended up with some blossom rot because I was not watering properly. But I have some more in, coming in here now, see them? Here they come. So I should actually be getting fruit on this here pretty soon. I also planted some uh, Florida cranberries or otherwise known as Jamaican sorrel in the middle. So I planted those yesterday. Um, and then these beans, beans and squash, uh, zucchini, and then beans and zucchini on the other side as well. So. Fall garden. Fall garden is moving, moving right along. If nothing else, we'll have beans. Beans are good. Green beans are great. I actually, when I was a kid, when I was little, my, my first stepdad, his parents were Mennonites. So my step-grandparents were Mennonites and they had a little, their own little homestead in Connecticut and my grandpa used to grow beans. 
and I'd go out and harvest them and he would have rows and rows and rows of beans. And we'd go out and, and he, he told me they were candy. Right. And so I go right up and like, grandpa, can I get some candy? And, uh, we go out and we pick beans and I'd eat beans raw and they were delicious and I loved them. And my mom was like, great, I can feed you beans. And then she, you know, we, we'd go home and, and she'd make like green beans from the store, like canned greens or canned green beans or, you know, green beans out of a frozen green beans. And I was like, this is, this isn't candy. This is nasty. And I never liked them. And, uh, then I started growing my own beans and it tastes like candy again. So now my kids eat them raw like candy. And when the green beans died back, they were so disappointed. But now I'm replanting them and uh, they're doing awesome. So if nothing else, the beans around here do great. So we'll have lots of beans and the kids will be happy. Evil bitch dog, will you please stop whining on the floor? She's just sitting in here whining. What's wrong? Hmm. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Talkative. <laughs> BBC Sparkles and Little Queen. Isn't he the fugliest thing you've ever seen? He's so freaking cute. He's so ugly and he's so freaking cute. I just love him. He's so funny. Okay. I'm pretty sure this baby got into a fight yesterday. And then when I caught it in the garden, there was a stick sticking out of its eye. See, he's all pecked up. So, or she, maybe a he, and there he goes. Hopefully, I've been putting uh, eye ointment in his eye. So, I'll let him out for a little bit. And, uh... We'll see how he does. He was locked up all day. He was pretty pissed about it. Poor thing. And his his eye is, well, I'll show y'all. It's basically, it's it's shut. I don't know if he's going to keep the eye or not, honestly. Right, it's so it's early morning. I just let all the birds out. Hello, baby girl. Uh, and I'm about to take this injured baby out. He was out yesterday afternoon. We'll see how his eye is doing. Clean it up and put some meds in. Come here, baby. Come here, baby. Oh, and let's see if I can catch him now because he's about out. Close the door so he doesn't run outside. wasn't that hard because mm, yeah and you're scratching at your eye now because it itches now that it's starting to heal let's see <sighs> I don't know about this one, little one. Okay. Come here. 
He's looking worse today, but it's been itching, so he's been no, that's good. scratching he's it. He's here. Hey, hey, chill. Chill, chill, chill. Chill. There we go. He's a good boy. Right, I'm upside down. He's a good boy. He gets legs. Yeah, it's itching. That's good. It's healed. It's starting to heal, good boy. It was open yesterday, and now it looks like it's crusted shut. It's I tried it's to good. clean it up a little bit, but you know what? I think crusting it shut it is kind of doing its own bandaging. Gonna let it so I put that on him three times yesterday, and but I don't think we should let him run around outside right now. We'll put him back in the cage. I know. I know. You hate the cage. It'll be okay there, but I hate the cage. We gotta rest and heal. Sorry, baby. My husband making a surprise appearance. He's so good with the birds, though. I mean, it's so funny. When he gets home, like they know his truck. And when he gets home, they mad rush him. And some of the new ones are already getting to the point where they're about to, like, they're jumping up in his arms. When I walk out the door, the front door, they mad rush me, but that's because I've trained them with treats. So they know when I'm coming, I might be giving them a treat. So then they're, uh, you know, they're waiting for me. But anyway, because that's how you train birds with food, just like any other animal. All right, moving on. He's so loud. And he's learning. <laughs> so that first call, Buttercup was saying, hey, there's, let's go over here. And they all went running. <clears throat> and then Sparkles just likes to chime in because he's just got to chime in. What's going on? They're all starting to come now when I come out and come when they're called, huh? Hi, guys. Because they want treats. They're not dumb. Hey. There's the other two, Sunshine and Sparkles. Back in there, there they go. We love the chickens. No one's taking them away from us. Damn Skippy. All right, back to the injured bird. We have this pathetic little chicken here that hurt his eye. I'm going to try and get it uncrusted with some hydrogen peroxide to start. I'm just spill that in the chicken food. It won't go anywhere. I know you're really not going to like this. Best to hold them on their back. Hi. What? 
つないだ。Don't eat that. Don't drink that, silly. That work on that a little bit.、It's、starting to fizzle up. Try and get some of that out. Nope. And that's why you hold them by their feet. Mm hmm. You may have lost that eye entirely. One eyed chicken. We'll see. Put some microsin on them, ophthalmic gel. It's basically an antibiotic eye gel for birds and other animals. I think I can get that eye open. All right, but we'll let him go for now. See how he does. He's been in this cage for like three days. So we'll see. He's so over that cage. He's so done with that cage. <sighs> And Lindsay, I think you might be right. You know, Lindsay said, you know, maybe the person who's coming after you is jabbed and something has taken over them. It's working to hurt you because you know, because they know who you are.、Um, <clears throat> one of the people that first reached out to me when this happened, because I put it out on Facebook、um, in the neighborhood, same thing happened to her、uh, last year. Her neighbor, who she'd been friends with forever, like they'd, you know, Taking care of each other's houses when they went on vacation and they'd go for dinner and this, that, and the other, you know, and they were always friendly. And then apparently he suffered a complete personality change. And now, as far as he's concerned, she's the worst person on the planet. What do you think happened there? A little jibby jabby. Yeah, I think so. That's, that's how that's going around. If you haven't seen major personality changes in people, you haven't been looking. Paying attention because it's really happening. And it called also just be a jealous bitch because,、um, you know, our life's not easy, but we have love and we have food and we're happy and we're healthy. And、uh, that's more than a lot of people can say. So, anyway, moving on. Good morning, friends. It's Saturday or good afternoon, actually. Because I had a late day today. Yesterday was、uh, rather stressful. But I watered this morning. It really needed it. It's been super hot and only rained just a little bit. 
I put dichotomist earth down on everything the other day. Um, so I know it hasn't really rained because it's still on a lot of the leaves. So see where we're at in the tomato garden. Man, they're still struggling. Although finally, finally, maybe, maybe we're gonna get some tomatoes here. We'll see. The beans are doing awesome though. They're killing it. That one's already starting to flower. I should have beans on here very soon actually. And uh, same thing with these tomatoes. Still struggling in this heat. It's crazy. But the beans, beans are doing great. Beans love it. The lovage is holding its own. These tomatoes, I mean, some of the tomatoes got really tall. They just haven't really given me any tomatoes. It's too freaking hot. So, uh, squash borer got into this vine, so I had to cut a lot of it out, cut a lot of it back. Um, I may have to pull it. We'll see if it comes back or not. But this loofah over here is doing very nicely. And the beans in here are awesome. Already starting to trail up these here, just like I want them to. So it's pretty sweet. The grapes are actually coming all the way up over this trellis now from the other side. That's okay. And then we've got some zucchini in here that's starting to sprout and come up. And uh, so hopefully that'll start trellising up here soon too. This okra, still, it's, it, they don't get, this okra doesn't get enough sun over here. I will not plant okra in this patch again, but again, beans doing great. Marigolds dying back a little bit, but still holding their own. Um, and that's like one or two borage. I planted this salad bed and look at that, it's already starting to germinate. So we're gonna have salad greens in here very soon. Like two weeks, I'll be able to start pulling leafy greens out of this to eat. And then I put strawberry vines in here, cuttings. They're not rooting very well though. Of course, it's really, really, really hot. So we'll see. I just did a deep water on them again and we'll see if they come. This herb bed is just awesome as always. I cut all the asparagus, except for like two stalks there. Um, drying it for chicken feed. Found some green onions in here when I cut the asparagus back. I did the same thing with the sweet potatoes that I did with the strawberry vines, cut some sweet potatoes and just planted them in the ground. And uh, some of them are rooting, so we'll see. Then there's, I put cages around this squash here uh, just a little, it's like a piece of a dog cage for that bean to trail up. Another squash here. And then I'm finally getting zucchini. Check it out, yay. I had bumblebees in there today. So I know it's getting pollinated and I will finally, hopefully, pray to God, get some freaking zucchini. Then same thing here, watermelon, melons on the outside big beans on the inside. These beans germinated at a much higher rate than these, but I have more of these to plant, so that's okay. I'll do that next week. And then more squash on the inside of this. And look, like these three didn't germinate, but these guys did. Again, it's okay. I have more. So moving right along on the tomato garden, getting the fall garden in, almost done. 
Yes. So um, that salad bed I planted on Tuesday, Tuesday, and this morning it had germinated. So four days. And yes, I am using electroculture. In fact, let's do a little recap on that. Electroculture. So electroculture is where you take a piece of natural wood like this and you wrap a piece of copper wire around it preferably more than six feet tall. The taller it is, the wider an area it covers. And you plant it in the ground at least six inches and it pulls the excess ether energy out of the air and deposits it into your soil. Makes your plants grow bigger and faster, more pest resistant. Well, not so much. It really it attracts spiders, which get rid of the bad pests in your garden. Uh, it does make it drought resistant though, so it doesn't need quite as much water so I only have to water once or twice a day in this heat instead of pretty much constantly. Uh, it has done amazing things. I will say that as sad as the garden looks right now, um, I've been producing significantly more than almost anybody else I know, and I fully attribute it to the electroculture. So I did a little something different with mine. I actually, I did my primary electroculture in a Fibonacci sequence. So. I measured out my garden, it's 20 by 20, and I gridded it out in a square in a Fibonacci sequence. And then I planted my stakes around in that, and there's a copper grid of wire in the bottom of my garden as well that the stakes, the antennas attach to, the copper wire from the antenna attaches to the copper wire in the ground and creates a whole grid. And then I have copper wire running from one to the other, so here, and going all the way around to each antenna in my Fibonacci sequence circle, ending here. No, and then I have another one over there. So I gotta say, electroculture's really done amazing things. The garden that I did not put an electroculture stake in basically failed miserably. You said I'm getting food out of these and lots of it. So, um, Use electroculture, it really works. The other crazy thing about the electroculture, and you know, this is wild. We've had the craziest storms, right? Everyone's had these insane storms, but um, in the past year in our area, just in our, I mean, even more than just in our county, like in our neighborhood, we've had tornadoes, we've had hail, we've had crazy thunderstorms, insane wind, huge amounts of rain. Um, people had fences taken out, entire gardens taken out, floods. I mean, it was horrible. At one point, I had a pine cone fall into a salad bed and create a two-inch furrow in it. That's all the damage that we got in the entire summer from storms. One pine cone created a two-inch furrow in a salad bed at the beginning of the season. And that was it. And we watched these storms roll in and they called me outside the other day. He was like, you got to come see this, like come out right now. And I, I went running outside and these huge black clouds coming right towards the house. Okay. And you can see like the bottom layer of clouds. And then there's another top layer of clouds and the bottom layer of clouds is black and the top layer of clouds is lighter. And as it comes towards the house, the black clouds split in two and they went around the property and then reformed behind us. And we watched this happen 
all the time, over and over again. And I fully attribute it to the electroculture. I, I, it can't be anything else. Because I don't think God put a bubble over our house. If he did, I wouldn't be fighting with the county right now. Uh, where is Heather? Heather has worked 35 hours in the last three days. And someone locked a cat in her bedroom while she was at work. So um, she's home trying to decon her bedroom so it doesn't smell like cat piss. Poor thing. She's had a rough week, um, as we all have. Craziness. But yeah, so uh, use the, uh, the electroculture is huge. I mean, it is a game changer for us. It has been absolutely incredible. So I do not think that we would have gotten nearly the amount of food that we got if not for the electroculture. So anyway, moving on. So I pulled all the cucumbers, including the ones up there. That's a little pathetic, Mr. Sparkles. Um, all the cucumbers and replanted them. So I'm waiting on them to sprout. So hopefully if they don't sprout in the next few days, I will replant them again. I do have a couple here and there, here, here, another one there. So we'll get there. The eggplants have been doing phenomenally well. Uh, I just harvested the other day and made an eggplant and ground beef casserole that was absolutely delicious. And I have more coming up again. So we'll have lots of eggplants. I'm getting another purple bell pepper, finally. That's only the second one off of that plant. So I don't really like store-bought plants. I prefer to grow from seed, but hey, sometimes. Um, this pepper plant is my poblanos. Yeah, and I just picked those the other day too. Then my shishitos are always coming up here. I got another... Um, Banana pepper down there. Habaneros have been amazing all year. But of course, my Tabascos are the most amazing part of my garden, in the pepper garden. I mean, this, these Tabasco plants, and that's not a Tabasco plant, that's a ghost pepper plant. And I've got ghost peppers coming up. But this Tabasco plant is insane. So it really loves the electroculture stakes. So in here, I did the same thing with the Fibonacci sequence. Um, Although the plants have kind of pulled it so they don't stick straight up anymore, but that's okay. They actually all go to the north, which they're supposed to, but they're all leaning north, which is kind of insane. And then I have the wire as well going all the way around. So same deal here. Um, the Tabascos are crazy. I mean, they're six feet tall, some of these branches. I, I've, I've never seen such Tabascos. It's truly wild. Marshmallow as well, that's doing well. Just waiting on that to bloom. The okra did take that I moved from over there. So it came up, it's it's rooted well. I can tell because the leaves are all happy and standing up instead of being droopy. And uh, I've got cucumbers coming up in there, beans in the middle. The squash I put in a cage. I'll have to tie it into the cage. And I set a new pepper line, so I moved the jalapenos put peppers all the way down there, actually planted okra behind that Carolina Reaper right there. And then I have bell peppers galore over here, all growing. 
more starting in here. So bell peppers like crazy. These guys here, two on that, another two over there, another four on here, and I picked two off this plant the other day, so that's four. There's eight, nine peppers, no, eight peppers on this one plant. Um, yeah. And then again over here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven peppers on this one plant. They're all like hiding under the under the leaves, but they're there. And over here as well, peppers coming up here. These jalapenos, that one's gonna be hot. I waited for it to turn red, it's starting. And this guy's blooming as well. Then moving back here, and again, still my electroculture over here going all the way around this garden. So my okra, and this is the dichotomous earth. I don't know how to pronounce it, whatever, um, that I put in here. Ooh, this okra needs to be picked. How can I tell? Cause it's heavy, falling down. So we'll pick that okra. Okay. Then I've got squash and cages over here. Watermelons in between waiting on them to grow. We still have quite a few months down here in the deep south though, so not too worried about it. Then I have more okra down this line here, so we'll have two rows of okra once it's done. And, ooh, look at those ants on that okra flower. No, 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 ooh, no. I'm gonna have to go get some coffee grounds and throw them on there. Ants don't like coffee. They do like okra, so get rid of those suckers here in a minute. Oh, yep, they're up on that one too. Yeah, they sure are. So about to go put some coffee grounds all over this okra to get these ants out of here. Okay, but that is the pepper garden. The peppers love the heat. They do awesome. And actually most of the peppers, obviously the smaller ones in the new pepper line are new, but most of the peppers were from plants uh, that I had last year that I overwintered um, from pots. They were in pots and now they're obviously in the ground. But with peppers, when you want to overwinter them, you cut them. So peppers branch off. They have a main stake coming out the bottom and then they branch off and you cut them just above the branch. So you have both edges like like in a in a y shape right as low as you can go um when it first just before or like right when the first frost is about to hit um and they'll usually survive over winter like that depending on i mean obviously where you are and how cold it gets uh if you need to put a you know a blanket over them if it gets really really cold then you can do that but peppers will survive over winter and then they come back and they're huge so, I mean, those peppers that are giving me eight, 10 peppers on a single plant, that's a two or three-year-old pepper plant. So uh, you're not gonna get that off of first-year peppers. So best to overwinter your peppers, if at all possible. And if you're in a climate where your ground freezes, like here the ground doesn't really freeze. I mean, we might have a week of freezing temperatures and 
I put blankets on the ground and it still doesn't freeze. Um, but uh, up north, you can transplant your peppers into pots and overwinter them that way. So, you know, bring them inside, put them out on, on your porch or on your balcony or wherever in the sun during the day and bring them inside at night and you'll overwinter your plants, your pepper plants that way so that you get that huge, tremendous harvest off them the next year. Because again, you're not going to get a dozen peppers growing at once on a single plant on a first year plant. That is only going to happen on a second or third year plant. So anyway, um, moving on. You see him? There he is. Beautiful swallowtail butterfly. Pollinating my garden. I love the pollinators. I love the butterflies. Do y'all know I worked at a butterfly zoo when I lived in Colorado for like two years? I worked at the uh, Westminster Butterfly Zoo and Insect Pavilion. I ran their gift shop and I used to take my lunch breaks in the butterfly pavilion and it was so awesome. So um, I learned all about, all about butterflies and uh, they are, they're pretty amazing creatures. So I can identify lots of different ones. The one that was there is a swallowtail, the ones that have the little dips at the end are called swallowtails because they're literally designed for insects to swallow the end of their tail and the butterfly still lives. So swallowtails. Anyway. My back garden is Thai basil in this pot here. Thai basil does so well here. It's crazy. Love it. And then this uh, Cuban oregano that our friend that gave us the chickens gave us has done very well right here as well. I'm loving that too. More Thai basil, regular basil, and the lemongrass right here, still with that dinosaur kale right at the edge. Then I built these trellises for this watermelon, and now it's starting to actually really like it. See how happy those leaves look, and I'm getting some flowers. Maybe I'll have some fruit here soon, that would be awesome. These, first off, these sweet potatoes in here are insane. Sweet potatoes everywhere are insane. But I've got basil, parsley, more lemongrass, chives. I need to harvest this all again. This is that wild tomato. Did better when it was on the ground. I kind of put it up a little bit. It's all right over here. I gotta prune this a bit, take the bad leaves off. It'll be all right. The squash. Every time the squash starts to grow fruit, then it seems to die. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping this time it'll be better. So remember I put this giant electroculture stake in the ground a few weeks ago. And when I did that, the squash hadn't quite reached the end of it. And now it is all the way over here. And I have a fruit. Look at that, there it is. So please grow for me, little squashy. Don't die on me again. So we shall see. Then I built a compost box in here for the same reason I built one out front and put a hinge on it as well because I was tired of just throwing stuff everywhere. Um, and there were so many weeds in here. I already need to do it again, I can tell. But that's okay. Rosemary, blueberry, and then sweet potatoes. So I just dug trenches in the, in the yard and I just uh, buried the sweet potato vines in the 
basically in these little shallow trenches and covered them up so that each one will root and give me a sweet potato so that I'll have sweet potatoes all over. So this whole back hopefully should end up full of sweet potatoes. Then I also built this trent, this uh, trellis out of this little arch thing, um, out of some extra fencing for this watermelon plant over here, these guys. So I see some flowers on those, that's promising. Tied up these marigolds, this one last sunflower. I did take down all the rest of the sunflowers. Deheaded them, deseeded them, and I'm gonna be using them for chicken feed. And then this one over here is looking happier as well. And that one too, the strawberries on the bottom. So our fruit and herb garden, doing well. Getting all of the vines, not the sweet potatoes, but the uh, birds of paradise vines off of everything was insane. Like they were all all up. I have these vining birds of paradise and then some other vining plant that's not sweet potato um, that just covers that whole back garden and I'm constantly having to pull it. So the compost box was very necessary back there. And then last but not least, the container garden. I was on my list to clean up back here this week and that was the thing I did not get to because I fell behind. Anyway, starting with the mandarin orange tree. I still have to figure out where the fuck to plant that. Uh, strawberry baskets. That Cuban oregano, another piece of it, doing really well over here. And basil, coffee trees, coffee trees, coffee trees, coffee trees, lots of coffee trees. Lemons. See, I got a nice big lemon back there. It's coming, but like only one per tree. So again, need to replant them. These are empty. I've got some seedlings in the back that are coming up that I'm going to plant in here, mostly tomatoes. I had to pull the tomatoes from back there. There's just some basil left. Uh, those are sweet potato vines coming from over here. Yeah. Anyway, that lemongrass too. I need to replant around somewhere. And the dill, again, I did not get to back here as I wanted to, but move on to next week's list. Sweet potato vines, sweet potatoes everywhere. Sweet potatoes going all the way over here. Uh, oh, I did We I just put some more dirt on top of the potatoes that were growing up in there, so it's good. The, um, the ones that I left too long in there that had grown roots on them, I pulled the roots and I buried them in there and now they're sprouting and I'm getting more potatoes out of it, so that's cool. So, uh, down here, more coffee trees. Those are grapefruit trees, actually grew from seed. And, uh, wow, the sweet potato beds, the actual sweet potato beds, which again, I have to dig in and bury the roots so that I get sweet potatoes all over. Cause right now I just have vines all over. So we will have sweet potatoes all through here and I'm going to cut these and plant them. I don't know where, but root them first. Basil, I mean, that basil's huge. There's more huge basil back there too. And these tomatoes, Nah, they're all right. They're starting to do a little better. So now remember this, the stems on these go all the way across these beds. So they have a good, strong, strong root system. So once they start blooming, they should give me really good tomatoes. They just haven't started blooming yet. So and this guy, we're getting there. So that is the container garden.
getting there slowly but surely. So in the next couple of weeks, I will be replanting those pots with the seedlings that I just sprouted. Um, again, mostly tomatoes. And then uh, cutting back those sweet potato vines. And uh, I'm going to turn the chicken garden into a sweet potato garden. I let the chickens in there other day to, to harvest it out, get rid of some of the ants that literally tore up my hands, um, pulled the corn and the squash out of there because it was not doing anything. and. Uh, I had some sweet potatoes growing in there already, so I kind of moved them around, and now I have a whole bunch of room for sweet potatoes. So uh, I have a ton. I mean, I have so many sweet potato slips, it's not even funny, and it's so easy to make them. You just cut the sweet potato vines, just cut them in sections and stick them in water, and they root up in like two days, or you can stick them in the dirt and water them a lot and hope they root that way. doesn't always work as well, but um, it's okay. I'm working on it, so... Uh, so that is the, uh, the end of our videos for the week. What we've done around here. Look at that. An hour. That's not bad. We'll do our tribute before we go. Cause, uh, let's see if Mick wants to come in. Hey, babe, you want to come do tribute with me? Come say hi to everyone. We'll see if he hauls his ass in here. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, you've already made a cameo on here. So when I was recording, when um, we were cleaning the bird's eye. Anyway, he's coming. Oh, so. I've got some plans in place. And uh, for what we're going to do. Mixing their bitching about, I don't know what. But <laughs> he's just bitching. <laughs> we were going to clean the house yesterday, but we started building a, a chicken coop and then we didn't get to cleaning the house. And yeah, so. Say hi. Oh, I'll turn your mic on. There you go. And we've not been echoing all day. I put it on Google again, the new Google account, because I figured I wasn't, I was just doing gardening and not politics. So maybe I, the algorithm wouldn't catch me and it's not echoing and it's gone really well. So that's hopeful because we figured out that it's the Google algorithm that's been catching us and fucking us really hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well. You haven't talked about trainees yet either, so that'll get you. <laughs> Damn it, See, babe. There it goes. Now you just screwed us. Yes. Ah, yes. Anyway. <laughs> you want to get high? Yes, yes, I do. You know. <clears throat> you gotta put your video. Yeah, it's coming. Thunder. Here it goes. Thunder. Thundercats. <laughs> you have everything on too. Everything's lit up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Which is weird. Well, I turned everything off. I turned the whole computer off. That's why the mics were live when the music was playing, and I didn't even realize it because everything came live when I turned the computer, when I turned it back on. And the kid was in here talking to me about how his friend got her license and Joshua's Law and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, shit, the mics are on. Everyone can hear us talking. <laughs> That's why he came out and was like, you suck so bad. Huh. <laughs>
Uh, yep. It's 420 somewhere, I think, in the Atlantic Ocean right now. Because it's 320 here, so. <coughs> was an hour ahead of us. Yeah, no, an hour ahead of us. That's five hours ahead of us. That's good point. I don't know what an hour ahead this is. Somewhere in the middle of the Island Atlantic Pacific Ocean. Time or Island Atlantic time. <laughs> Island Atlantic time. Oh. Caribbean. Excellent. <laughs> Latanya, I think it's in their jeans, not necessarily in the air. The men bitching thing. They say that we bitch all the time, that we're not happy unless we have something to bitch about. But y'all know that it's really them. That that's that's all projection. Men are not happy unless they have something to bitch about, right, babe? You're always bitching. <laughs> nah. Oh, and the scratch has been released, which is something Belin never does. On the I show. I usually do it because I play two songs in the outro, so I do it then. Bahama time. You'll have that. Bahama time is a good one. Yep. And you're right. And it's 21 minutes past high noon avocado time. So there we go. Genesepi, you still driving? I haven't seen Jen in here. Probably because she she's driving. driving. Earlier. I know that she was cutting through the desert today. Which means she has little to no service in a lot of places. At least to get on pilled. That's a rough one. Probably. You're not in Rumble? You're on Rumble. Yeah. So I'm telling y'all right now, be prepared. For? I don't know. Okay. But this there's your show. something that's going to drop this week. I don't know what it is, but I feel it. And I'm telling y'all, it is not good. I'm thinking this week is soon. So. Nothing. When the FBI knocks on your door, what do we tell them? Nah, bear. Nah, bear. Nah, bear. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Give them nah. Maybe. And then we'll be able to give them a nah, bear. Yeah. Nah, bear, you and your stupid neighbors. Hmm. All right. Yep. All right. Enjoy. Thanks, babe. Bye-bye. I hate to smoke without him because it's just a waste, you know? So, got to invite him to the party. Especially since he's just sitting on the couch out there not working. So, anyway. So, uh, masks. Yes. They want to bring masks back. We talked about that yesterday. Um, I did hear this morning that the CDC put out a report, not yesterday, but a week ago, Friday, that they very promptly buried that 120,000 children died after the rollout of the COVID jab, 120,000 kids in America alone. You know, they're trying to cover that up. Um, then there's all the kids in Maui. No idea. Um, makes me wonder though. Yeah. It absolutely, it, yeah. The kids are the biggest, the biggest worry. 
So you're worried. I'm fe the feeling I'm having is just the ladies. I don't know. I don't know, but something, something's not right somewhere, something big. We'll find out soon enough. So uh, I can't imagine what the numbers will be at the end of this. Lindsay, by the time we get to the end of this, we'll be counting in numbers still alive, not numbers dead. And I'll tell you, if we get below 180 million, that's really, really, really bad. We cannot sustain humanity or anything near what we currently have below 180 million people on the entire planet. So, um, at least that's what I was told. So, uh, pray for all those people in California that are about to get their first ever hurricane. Tropical storm. The feeling I'm having is just the women who are having that feeling. Worried about their kids, that collective connected consciousness impacting me. It could be Latanya because I. Uh, being on back on Facebook, so weird. And I talked about this a little bit yesterday that I'm in this like homesteading moms group and the stay at home mom group and, um, and everyone, everyone is struggling so hard, um, and asking like, how are you, how are you surviving? How are you staying alive? I mean, not asking me, asking just people in general, just asking for ideas. Um, then in our local community, I'm in that group too, in our, our city. And people are, people are getting $700 electric bills, $700 electric bills. Like they're like, my, what the hell's going on? Um, I mean, our electric bill, they're like, what do you, how do you, how do you, how do you shut down more? Well, I stopped using my dryer. Um, I was, I mean, our dryer broke for a while. And so I, I was forced to hang clotheslines, but it's repaired. I have a working dryer. I still hang clothes on the clothesline, especially towels. You know how it, towels take two times around to dry in the dryer every single time. But if you hang them on the clothesline and then you just toss, toss them in the dryer on touch up for 20 minutes, you're good to go. And you've saved so much power off your power bill. Turn off all your lights when you're not using them. Turn off your computers, turn off your TVs. Um, there's power strips you can get that literally like shut down the electricity. So, cause a lot of your appliances and things still pull power even when they're turned off. So see, you can get those, um, oh, those power strips that like shut down everything. Um, I think they have little outlet things as well. So everybody's struggling and <clears throat> We, we just hit what, oh, there's a trillion dollars in debt, in credit card debt in the United States right now. And uh, a lot of people I think are getting to the point where there's, they, you have a choice. You can put food on the table or you can pay your credit, you know, you can pay all of your bills in one month. And you have to sit down and reorganize and say, what do I have to pay? Well, I, I have to pay the electric bill or they'll shut my power off. I have to pay the mortgage or the rent. 
I have to put gas in my car. I have to pay my phone bill. I got to pay what cable, internet, whatever. And we do anyway for this. And we need so much money for month for food. What's left? That's what goes to the credit cards. Is enough to make it? No, not for anybody right now. Hardly anybody anyway. But you do what you have to do. You prioritize to keep your family alive because that's what we're coming down to now, people. Keeping ourselves alive. And that's why we've been trying so hard to lead by example and show y'all that it can be done. Is it hard? Yes, it's hard. I work harder now than I ever worked in my entire life. And I've worked almost, you know, almost every single day besides vacations and, you know, what, maybe one or two days off a week since I was 16. Um, now I don't get paid for it in money, in fiat dollars, but I get paid for it in food and love and appreciation for my family. And that, you know, that's something else in this, these groups that I'm in on Facebook all these stay-at-home moms, specifically. That's what they're not getting from what I'm seeing on these posts, that they're not appreciated, that their families don't understand, their husbands, their children don't understand how hard it is to keep up with everything. My house is a fucking disaster right now, y'all. We were going to clean it yesterday. It didn't happen because we started building out the new chicken coop instead instead. Um, you know, I can I can do one or the other. I can grow all of our food or I can stay a hundred percent on top of the house. I can't do both. There's only so much time. It's back to priorities. There's dog hair on the floor. I don't give a shit because there's food on the table. You know, as long as the dishes are done and there's clean clothes on our backs. Honestly, you know, the rest of it can wait. Priorities. We all have to learn how to prioritize right now because you are going to be forced to seriously prioritize here very, very, very soon. And if you don't start now, you're really going to be screwed. So I heard about this challenge and I'm going to do it. And I encourage y'all to do it with me. It's called the 30 day buy nothing challenge. It's a homesteading challenge. 30 days buy nothing. Right? 30 days buy nothing. Okay. I mean, outside of food, that the basic, basic bit, you know, I need to buy milk. Um, I, I might need to buy some more yeast so I can make more bread, but uh, I need to buy milk basically and lemonade. But other than that, don't buy, don't buy Starbucks, you know, don't, don't eat out. Don't go, you know, don't buy new clothes. Don't buy new shit that you don't need. See if you can do it. Go 30 days, buy nothing. Don't buy anything. Because soon, you're not going to have a choice. You're not going to be able to buy anything. 
So yeah, of course, Lindsay, of course you can buy gas. Don't, don't, I mean, your basics in your budget, right? Your food, your gas, but minimal. But don't buy anything you don't need. Like don't, don't buy, don't go surfing Amazon or Timu or Wish or anything like that. You don't need it. Yeah, stock up the week before the end of the month. That's honestly what I'm going to do. I'm I'm going to I'm going to start the challenge September 1st for me. Um cuz we get paid the first of the month. I'm going to go to Sam's Club and I'm going to buy everything I need that we'll need for the month. Right? So, I already have meat. I already have vegetables. Um I, I might need to buy more milk halfway through, but uh, but that's about it. So um, I will buy what we need for the month. It requires meal planning, things like that, and uh, and then I'm not I'm going to try not to buy anything for thirty days. So we'll see what happens. See how it helps your budget. Again. We are all going to have to learn in the fire. If we don't start training now, you may not survive. It, it This is going to come down to survival. So learn to grow your own food. And I know a lot of people are like, I'm in an apartment. How can I grow my own food in an apartment? You know, Heather found Arrow Gardens on clearance at Walmart for 10 bucks. Of course, that goes against the buy nothing challenge, but, you know, stock up in advance or make your own. Get an empty milk jug, cut it in half, put some dirt on the bottom, poke some holes in it, stick it on a plate, throw some salad greens in there, put the top back on, put it in your windowsill. Grow your own salad inside. Super easy. Um, you know, you don't have to buy a fancy pot or fancy dirt. You can grow food in almost anything. An old Tupperware that's, you know, pasta sauce stained. Stick some, poke some holes in the bottom, throw some dirt in it. There's dirt outside in the ground. Seriously. Walk outside and dig up some dirt, throw it in a pot. And plant some seeds and water it. It can be done. Look into hydroponics. Grow lights. It can be done. Get a piece of gutter. Put it up inside your, you know, like right along your windows. And uh, cut holes out in there. And, and you can put the little plant things, the, um, the, the cups in there. And grow salad grains, strawberries, all kinds of things in there too. You can grow things anywhere you are. I promise. So learn how to do it now because if you don't start preparing now, you will not be prepared for what's coming. And it is coming. And it is coming very, very soon. So anyway, uh, Latanya said, I think that's a great idea. We should all do that. Maybe we should make a firm plan for all of us to just not buy anything for a solid week. 
I, that's easy. Maybe two weeks, not even gas. Like just don't spend any money for an entire week. Fill up your gas tank, stock up your fridge, and then don't spend anything. Leave your credit cards at home, leave your money at home. Don't spend anything for an entire week. Start there, start small. So, classical chick said, I drilled holes in a porcelain crock and set it in the front yard, bright orange, you know? So, um, as a window cleaner, don't let the water get on the windows. From the inside, when you're growing on there, yes. Then you get mold. And water is the most destructive force on the planet. As a window cleaner, I'm sure you know that. As a former hotel manager, trust me, water destroys, water can destroy everything. So anyway, uh, Carrie Lake said, I saved so much to plant in that my house yard looks like a scrap yard. Me too. Me too. I don't care. I really don't. I don't give a shit. I'll make it pretty. Put flowers in it grow food in it. I haven't really grown any flowers this year because I've been too busy growing food, but you know what? Food plants have pretty flowers on them. So anyway, uh, I'm going to get out of here y'all cause yeah, I'm, I'm just really not feeling it. I'm feeling something and it's, it's not real happy. So, um, Mick and I will be back tomorrow. Uh, I, I don't know where it popped into my head for us to read the book of Jubilees, but, um, there it is. I I've never read it before. I started doing a little research into it and I was like, oh shit, no wonder we're supposed to read this next. So we will be doing that tomorrow. Um, at 2 PM Eastern on true spiracy, we'll be going over, uh, the book of Jubilees, more of the apocrypha. So. Yeah, that's about it. And Lindsay, I know you're in the city right now. When we get this farm up and running, girl, I expect your ass to be on my doorstep like an hour later. So, um, and I have some ideas for that too. So anyway, again, Mick and I will be back tomorrow for True Spiracy, 2 p.m. Eastern to start on the book of Jubilees, um, the entire book going like reading the audio book, start to finish is like five hours. Obviously we're not going to make it through the entire book tomorrow because we do talk a lot. So we'll get through probably the first part of the book of Jubilees tomorrow. Um, I do expect it to be a, a longer show though. So have fun with that. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. So for me, V Lynn, I hope you all enjoyed the show. And again, prepare because what's coming is, um, it's not good. And it, it is going to be a, a matter of survival. So, um, Mick will pretend to hate Paisley, your pug, but he'll get over it. He really loves all animals. So just some more than others. Paisley will do just fine. Anyway. Okay. All right, so we'll see y'all tomorrow. Thanks for watching, y'all. Have a great day. I don't want to act too high and mighty because tomorrow I may fall down on my face. Lord, thank you for sunshine. Thank you for rain. Thank you for joy. 
Thank you for paying. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Thank you for sunshine.
Death and resurrection